Hello, Purse Strings listeners. Thank you for listening to WebmasterRadio.fm's most decorated radio series. Discover the Purse Strings listening experience in a brand new way. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to new episodes live every week or download any of the over 200 past episodes or sample from our extensive library of radio shows that every internet marketer should check out without opening up your purse. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Webmaster Radio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up, a little bit of information from Pew. You know, they do tons of research and they uh, had something out there on tablet ownership. And what's really interesting is we know we all love our tech, right? Um, our smartphones, but apparently um, our iPads, our Samsung Galaxy tabs, our Google Nexus, our Kindle Fires, uh, we are using them like crazy. And in fact, a third of Americans age 18 or older own a tablet computer like those. And that's almost twice as many as the 18% of us who owned a tablet just a year ago. So this phenomenal uh, growth in that category. So demographically, um, it is a higher household income, as you would expect. Those households making at least 75000 per year. And we're looking at basically adults 35 to 44. Um, they comprise 49% of tablet owners. And of course, those are also college grads for the most part. And um, so, you know, I think what we're going to end up seeing is some specialized marketing just for tablet owners. And it will become almost ubiquitous to have tablets. And it will be interesting to see how a tablet use may, may change from a smartphone use because sometimes you can do a lot of the same things across those platforms. So keep your eyes on that. I'm sure it's only going to continue to grow. Um, our first profile today is the Nicole Miller Networker. This is a woman in her late 40s to 50s, self-employed, um, owning her own small to mid-sized business, working full-time, making over 60000 a year with those kids um, a little bit um, older in high school and college. There's over 1.5 million of these women out there, and you know they're influenced by fashion. Fashion magazines really drive a lot of what they decide to purchase, and they do purchase seasonally, uh, looking to buy the latest fashions. They love to stand out in the crowd. They consider themselves ambitious and motivated, wanting to get to the very top of their career. They do, though, live in the moment and take advantage of life, and that 
Uh, they know that their time is more important than money, and they want to seize those opportunities. And uh, they're willing to do things on the kind of spur of the moment. They do value quality items, and they're open to trying new things. So where are they shopping? Well, they're shopping at Williams-Sonoma and Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom's, and they're, buy and they're buying Cadillacs and Volvos and, um, and Lincolns and Lexus. Um, and they're wearing Ralph Lauren and Calvin Klein and Chanel. So where can you intersect with her? Well, she's reading a lot of um, lifestyle magazines. So um, People Magazine is one of them, Money, Entrepreneur, Better Homes and Garden, In Style, um, also a big one. And then um, you know they're online a ton um, getting information and, and also booking a lot of travel. Travelocity is a, is a big go-to for these women as well uh, between ages of 40 and um, 40 and 50. So my guest for today certainly knows about these group of women, our Nicole Miller Networker. Stephen Riley is the founder and chairman of Vibrant Nation. It is an online community for smart, successful women over the age of 45. And we will be talking today about travel. We'll also be talking about pets. And yes, the two are connected. I'll explain when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G, digital.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Time now for another exciting episode of Ace of Analytics. Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the Owl. <laughs> That ruthless rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. From Capitol Hill to the White House, the Courthouse to the State House. 
the FTC to the State Attorney General. The Cyber Law and Business Report, on demand, anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to First Strings. Joining me today is Stephen Riley, founder and chairman of Vibrant Nation, an online community for smart, successful women over 45. And Stephen is a repeat visitor to the show. Welcome back, Stephen. Thanks, Maria. Great to be here. It's always good to have you. It's always good to talk about Vibrant Nation and the great work that you're doing there. And I know it's summer, and that means summer travel for a lot of us. Uh, and um, hopefully you two are getting a break, uh, knowing how hard you work. Um, you are out there doing a ton of research. I know I'm always reading about good insights that Vibrant Nation brings forward. And um, just recently, not too long ago, I was reading about your poll of women over age 45 um, who have been thinking about travel. And we know that women over 45 is a demographic that does quite a, a bit of travel, probably more than any other demographic, just because they tend to have more, more money to actually travel with. Um, talk, if you would, about the specifics of what you learned from that poll that you conducted. Sure. Um, yeah, we've been um, surveying, as you said, our members um, at Vibrant Nation on all kinds of topics, and travel certainly one of the ones they're most passionate about. Um, what we find, Maria, is that, um, as you said, women, um, after they hit a certain age of 45 um, or so, um, because they become empty nesters or are maybe divorced or widowed or um, have a little more control over their schedule at work, um, they actually do have a lot more time and discretionary income to devote their travel for themselves. Um, and the first thing is they're, uh, you know, they're aware that they're much more um, active and self-conscious planners than others. So one of the things we found in our research consistently is that um, you know, they're not sitting around generally and just waiting for a, a special deal on an airfare. They're planning trips starting in January for the whole year ahead. Um, and, and not only that, but they are the key decision maker. Even if they're married and even if they're traveling with their husband, um, they rarely actually include the husband. The travel is really their realm and one that they're making the, the plans and the decisions and the spending decisions um, for, for themselves and, and their family. I love that. He rarely gets an opinion. I just that's that's pretty right. funny. No. <laughs> and and that's not just when it comes to vacations either, Stephen. But we don't have time to get into all of that. Um, you know, it's funny. I am heading out on vacation myself, and I did all the planning for it. You know, um, I encouraged my husband to um, to pick the locale that we picked, and then I've I've worked to kind of outline that entire vacation. So I can well, that's, certainly... that's exactly what happens. I mean, sometimes it's that the husband actually, you know, may not be interested in the same kind of trips the the, the wife is interested in. Um, so sometimes she may be going without him. She may be going with girlfriends. But as you said, even when she the husband's going with her and and they want to be going on a trip together, um, the passion for travel is generally being driven by her. And we hear over and over that the husband, you know, would might be happy with with a golf trip or going to the same places he's been before, but it's the wife, it's this woman, vibrant woman who's the one who's, who's got a sense of adventure and a desire to, to see more of the world um, with him or without. Mm-hmm. Well, and that sense of adventure, I, I'm sure, would play into kind of what she thinks it makes a great vacation. What, what are the components of a great 
uh, vacation for the vibrant nation woman? Yeah, it, what we found consistently is is it's um, a number of things that um, generally are not being um, well served up by the travel industry. Um, she's looking for trips that offer something more always, whether it's educational, cultural, and a level of activity, um, moderate, you know, to um, at least involving moderate exercise. So the travel isn't just um, sitting around and, and watching things pass by. It's actually getting really engaged. She wants to learn about the culture she's visiting. Um, she wants to get her um, roll up her sleeves and get her hands into that culture if possible. And she wants to be active while doing it. And the travel organizations that are meeting, you know, that whole set of needs are the ones that she's more engaged in. And it's not always easy for her to find that solution. Mm-hmm. So the organizations that are doing a good job um, are probably reaping the benefits. Are there certain ones that you could call out as good examples? Um, sure. There's one that, um, oh gosh, um, that's based in Washington, D.C., that has a um, immersion kind of travel program. So rather than just taking women on trips that where they're just, say, what I call bagging monuments, you know, where they're just going to six cities in, in 12 days to see the highlights, they take her to one city for a week or 10 days, and they'll do um, cooking classes. They'll talk to people who live in the town. They'll go shopping in the markets. And as a result, at the end of the trip, the woman knows one, one culture in one city, like Siena, Italy, very deeply. And that seems to me a really um, important set of needs for women. They aren't just sitting out there as, as um, kind of cultural consumers. They're actually understanding what life in that country is like. And that, that's the kind of combination of interest that, that we see um, vibrant women really seeking out when they travel. Mm-hmm. That sounds lovely. Of course, lovely. those kinds of trips are are more expensive too. And one of the things we find is that that these women, um, these vibrant women, are actually spending more on travel. So because they're planning in advance, they're budgeting very specifically for it. Um, a little over half of them tell us that they spend up to twenty five hundred dollars for each trip. And another very substantial group of 40% or more spend over $2,500 on each trip. So mm-hmm. among the world of, of, of travelers and travel spenders, they're really right at the top. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you get what you pay for, and it certainly sounds like they're getting a, a fabulous experience, and it really is about experiences, it sounds like. And um, we're going to just trade topics a little bit, but it's really not necessarily a, a separate tar- tar- uh, topic. It's more of a, uh, an adjacent topic, and that's women and pets. Um, you know, one of the things that I've talked about a lot on this program is, is the, the rise in women living alone, especially women over that 45 age group, because, you know, they're still outliving their spouses by seven years, so many of them are living alone because of widowhood, but the growing number of them are, are living alone because they're divorcing at a much higher rate. And we know that uh, for companionship, those women in that 45 to 65 age range have pets. And But, but what you're finding, Stephen, with your Vibrant Nation um, uh, readership is that they approach pet ownership quite a bit differently than the rest of us do. So can you talk a little bit about uh, the, the recent study you fielded on this topic? 
Sure. I think you're exactly right. That passion for pet ownership um, is something they share with younger people, but it's much more concentrated just as in travel because they have more time and resources to devote to it. Um, and that's whether they're single, as you note, or even if they're still married. And about a third of them are single, as you note, even before they age 65 because of some are widows, many are divorcees, some never married. Um, but even among those who are married who are empty nesters, um, the role of a pet actually grows in importance in their lives. In our recent pet survey, um, I was pretty surprised. A, a unanimous 100% of the respondents said that they considered their pets to be part of their families. Um, obviously, when you have a, people participate in a pet survey, you're skewing to those who they're obviously are more likely to love the pets they have. But I noted that um, I have pets who I love but I still have three children under my roof. So I really don't know that I could say that I consider my pet to be a complete 100% part of my family. But, but these vibrant women do, and they're making decisions about all kinds of things and spending decisions um, that actually reflect that the intensity of their engagement with these pets they love. Well, exactly right. They, they are actually spending on their pets. That's aren't they? I mean, it's something that I have seen over the course of the last five years when the economy took the downswing and slowly is making its way out of out of the pit of despair. One of the things that we've seen is that spending on pets didn't dip as dramatically as spending on other kinds of things. And I'm just curious with women over 45, if you saw kind of an increase in spending on pets. Yeah. Well, the pet industry is incredible because it, just as you note, it's actually grown during the recession 15% overall and expected to go from about $49 billion in 2012 to almost $55 billion in 2013. Um, we women, um, the women who are, um, we women, the women um, on Vibrant Nation and part of our influencer network that reaches another 3 million vibrant women every month. Um, are very engaged in their pets' lives. Their spending has grown just as everyone's, and, and they're spending a disproportionate, or they're spending even more per category. While we didn't ask them about overall spending, we asked them on spending for food, um, for accessories, um, for veterinary services, for health care, um, and we know that they are spending more. On, on health insurance alone, for example, for pets, the national average is that 1% of pet owners have health insurance, um, but 8% of vibrant women have health insurance. So that's an eight times multiple. Um, so spending across the board on pets is strong in the U.S., but it's even stronger women um, for women age 45 to 65. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and we're going to kind of loop back to travel uh, when we come back right. from the break, and, and I'll, I'll be explaining with Stephen why we took this, this side road into pets, because there is a, an adjacency to travel. Some more when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. 
I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Let's go inside the WebmasterRadio.fm production studio, where the production team is stitching up podcasts to load up into the WebmasterRadio.fm Stitcher channel. Rock on, Laurie, and rock the world with LinkedIn. Welcome to Domain Masters, a show where you learn to be the master of your domain. Yeah, I want to welcome you to this edition of the SEO Rockstars. Hi, this is Bennett Kelly, and you're listening to the Cyber Law and Business Report. And welcome to CEO Coach. Listen to all of your favorite WebmasterRadio.fm podcasts without downloading. Only on the WebmasterRadio.fm Stitcher channel. Just click on the Stitcher banner on our website. It's time to get fired up. Fired Up is a show that delivers both business impact and social importance. Our host, Gordon Rudell, will share ideas on how to create higher returns on your communication investments by engaging the people who matter most. Fired Up with Gordon Rudell, on demand anytime, inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. I'm chatting today with Stephen Riley, founder and chairman of Vibrant Nation. And those of you who listen on a regular basis know all about Vibrant Nation. It's an online community for smart, successful women over 45. And we've been talking today about two surveys of the Vibrant Nation podcast that Stephen and his team have fielded in recent months, one around uh, pet ownership, the other around uh, vacation travel this summer. And I promised before the break I would talk about um, how the two go hand in hand. Uh, You know, we know women love to travel. We know they love their pets. Uh, but have pets become barriers barriers to traveling, especially for women who are, are living alone? Um, pets are a really big um, part of the what travel means for women, um, as you know, either because they want to bring their pets with them or the pets are an obstacle to them taking the trips these women want to be on. And, in fact, when we asked them in a recent survey what their single biggest area of concern about their pets was, travel um, by far came out as number one. Um, their traveling with pets is complicated and traveling without pets is complicated. 52% of the respondents, about half travel with their pets and half don't. So for the half who do, they're averaging um, at least three trips a year with their pets. Um, the, 50, mm-hmm. the 50% who aren't traveling say that they're having difficulty, who aren't traveling with pets, um, tell us that they're having difficulty making plans because of the pets that they need to leave behind. So the interaction of travel and pets, you're exactly right. And we hadn't even focused on how, how this is such, these two categories that are both giant industries intersect to such a close degree, uh, especially for women who, who are very focused on their pets, who don't have kids at home, maybe single, as you note, and are really this is a really pa- important passion point for them to get right, whether they travel with their pet or not. Well, so clearly it's an opportunity, I would imagine, for companies, for marketers. Or Do you feel like companies have kind of woken up to this as an issue? Um, and if not, uh, I'm sure you would encourage them to see it as an opportunity. 
Yeah. You know, anecdotally, I see a little bit. I feel like we've been through a wave where um, hotels um, and the travel industry was was very hostile to pets for a while. And I certainly see um, a slight increase, at least, in hotels that are pet-friendly that have um, supplements um, for bringing a pet in your room, um, deposits that um, understand that they have to start accommodating pets with owners. I've seen um, at the higher end, I've seen room service menus that have pet meals on them. Um, so the travel industry is clearly recognizing that it needs to be doing something for pet owners. I think the airline industry um, is still behind. It used to be easier, in fact, to bring your bring a dog with you on a plane than it is now, and there's some serious liability concerns on their part, but it's also an inconvenience they haven't wanted to tackle, and I think we can probably expect to to see them doing that in the future. Um, the car and auto industry, I think, is not yet addressing this in an, in an important way. Um, in the survey response, I was kind of interested. I said earlier that um, as somebody who is, is still involved in raising young children, um, I love my dog, but and I and I like bringing her in the car with us. But I'm not I'm not passionately concerned with her travel experience. <laughs> but these vibrant women are, and so they're telling us they're they're buying booster seats so their dogs can see out the window. Um, they're concerned about um, restraints for their dogs. So this is a long way from Mitt Romney tying his dog in a kennel to the roof of his car. These women um, actually want to have a seatbelt that works for a dog and something the auto industry hasn't yet um, delivered in a, in a meaningful way. You know, they're always worried about heat for dogs. So um, there, there are some beds that have cooling, um, cooling aspects for them, and they're worried about how to, how to be able to give their dog water when they travel. So they're looking for really, um, you know, these women are the, often the ones you see carrying their own water bottles. They want to find convenient ways to carry water bottles for their dogs too. Mm-hmm. Boy, it sounds like a huge opportunity for car manufacturers. Um, you know, Subaru is one of our clients, and uh, we know that people who Drive Subarus over index for having dogs specifically, and they've gone a long way in making their vehicles very, very, very dog friendly. I don't know that they've solved the water bottle issue though, but they've definitely taken a look at comfort and safety when it comes to animals. But it sounds like that's certainly not widespread. um, Something that's that's happening widespread. It's really smart. Um, and the other thing is the, the industries that are available to the people who, who want to travel without their dogs but want to make sure that their dogs are safe. Um, 48% of the respondents of our survey worry about their pet's safety and comfort when they're away from home. Um, I think 15% told us they would be interested in purchasing an electronic monitoring system for their pet. So yeah. something like you you might otherwise think people would only buy for you know an aging relative or maybe for a child. Um, but they actually want to, the pet is like that member of the family to them. So they would feel a lot safer if they could check in visually with their pet at home um, while they're traveling as well. Yeah, so it's it's just a fascinating category and one that um, if companies are listening today, it, there is certainly lots of opportunity for growth and, and, and loyalty building, especially with, with these women over age 45. Um, you know, what, you're an expert in this, this specific um, demographic, Stephen. What do you think are the top three things that we can be doing to leverage women's focus both on travel and pets? Um, that, that companies really should be actively involved in? Um, wow, what a great question. Um, it's really smarty to focus on this intersection, Maria. I think that 
as you said about Subaru getting known um, for really addressing these very serious concerns is is a big opportunity and a big um, potential for companies because um, there are very few leaders in this space. So I think for a for a hospitality chain, just saying we're the we're the pet lovers, so we want pet lovers to 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 love us. Um, I think that would be really great campaign for a hotel chain or an airline or um, a car rental company um, or a car company to be able to advertise their support for pet owners to be able to enjoy their travel with their pets um, along with them. I think for those, um, you know, I think we've seen some efforts, but the um, idea of institutionalizing the boarding experience, that's one where we see women especially put a high value on the personal referrals because it's so hard to know whether you can trust a, a dog boarding or cat boarding facility and somebody trying to institutionalize that. There are lots of, um, it's a very sensitive service, but there are sensitive services that have been made more routine with national and national chains have delivered a great benefit there. It would be really interesting to see a company try to do that. Some have, I think, on a, on a regional scale with pet hotels I think we're probably going to see more of that in the future. We see um, additionally this whole broad area of how you're dealing with the aging population is also true with their aging population of pets. Mm. We're really interested in how um, people are now worried about um, their arthritis for their dogs. Um, That's a concern for whether you're traveling or not traveling. But I think marketers trying to find ways to address both the needs of aging pet owners who may need particular types of harnesses or restraints so the pet doesn't actually, their dog doesn't actually injure them, they take them on a walk, to their concerns for their aging pets. And now we're seeing, um, and overall we see the, the massive trend you see over and over is what we call human pet. So trends of things that, that used to be um, human trends in, in important consumer categories like travel or health or nutrition are increasingly and, and faster making their ways into the pet space. So whether it's beauty products, healthcare products, we talked about health insurance a little earlier, or travel products, people are looking for the same kind of solutions for their pets that they started finding for themselves. It's just it's just a fascinating market. I think that whole pet category and our fixation as a nation on pets. I mean, pets and kids. So even if you don't have a pet, I still think there's a positive halo for a brand to be oh, yeah. associated with with the pet uh, part of it for sure. Oh, we actually identified an opportunity. So you know, nutrition people are very increasingly interested in, in giving their pets more varied diets. And so, for one, we saw almost no survey respondents um, included the old mainstream pet brands when they when they told us pet food brands they were giving their their um, I was going to say children, but <laughs> well, they are. But additionally, <laughs> we think there are opportunities for say a, a human vegetable brand to actually um, put its name on a line of pet food because I think people would now there would be a halo. I think in the past people would have thought, oh no, it's going to confuse people or it might seem. Um, distasteful um, in some ways for people to see a, a familiar human brand on pet food. But I think actually now it could actually convey a sense of value to consumers and especially to women who are focused and really willing to spend a lot more. There are people buying raw food at great expense for their pets. I think we're going to start seeing more, more human food brands showing up on pet food as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that whole industry, that whole category kind of morphs in general. Um, and as you said, uh, it, it's a category that keeps growing despite what's happening elsewhere with the economy. So lots to keep your eye on. Stephen, thanks for being back on the program. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're doing great work, Carol. Always glad to join you. Oh, thank you. And everybody, um, you got to check out VibrantNation.com. Absolutely, you want to be on there. Even if you're not a woman, a woman over 45, but if you want to target a very profitable demographic, you definitely want to be stay tuned. Uh, and Vibrant Nation does a great job of delivering that kind of insight. Um, so thank you to Stephen, and thank you to my producer, George, as well. And please join me for another edition of Her Streams next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.